what is up fine people and fcfsfotss how are we doing tonight my name is jeremy that's my boy drew to the side how are you doing tonight brother everything is lovely how are uh, how are things over on in, in your end of town oh they're doing well and uh we're starting yeah, awesome. early tonight yeah, uh, we gotta talk what happened last week now it's i don't even remember what day it was maybe saturday night it was matt stafford has been traded to the los angeles rams for jared goff a 2021 third round pick a 2022 first round pick and a 2023 first round pick so three picks and golf three boys staff how you feeling about that man good good it's hard not to i mean let's be honest you had people arguing that matt stafford was worth the first round pick you you essentially get three first round picks if you want to look at it from that perspective with being golf being one one um uh, it, I, it, it, it's it, based off of the other trades we've heard. Yes, you could look at it from a perspective that you could potentially had Denver or Carolina's pick at eight or nine, which it might seem fine. But I, I think the Lions and I think I hope the Lions fans understand that this is probably going to be more of a process than a flip thing overnight. So I think building, you know, having those assets in the next two years to come as far as a first round compensation is great. Yeah, you know, people can argue. Well, you know, you expect the Rams to be good, and that's fine. But the first round picks are are, are very valuable. Um, of course, the the thing to me that you like is is Jared Goff and the fact that he, you kind of play him this year and see where you're at. And mm -hmm. you can really get out underneath him from nothing next year if if that's what you choose to do as far as proceeding. And and hey, he's a competent quarterback. So you you, you know you make the team. I'll be interested to see when we build up to the draft what they they kind of lean towards. What we're hearing um, from Detroit is this a, a draft they're looking for a quarterback, or are they just going to say, "Hey, let's roll with Jared Goff and see what happens," which is fine. But when you look down the road to the quarterback class of next year, potentially that being your year, you want to look at a guy. It's not a great draft class for quarterbacks, in my opinion. Um, so if, if you were in love with a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson and, and one of those guys falls to you and that's your guy, I, I think, you know, you, you certainly have to, to, to take a look at it. Yeah, I'm with you. I see that as three first-round picks basically because of Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes is key, as we've talked about before on the show, in bringing Jared Goff into L.A. And when you look at L.A., they don't – first-round picks mean nothing to them anymore. They The only first-round pick left on their roster from, like, 2013 up until 2023 now is Aaron Donald. That's pretty goddamn. And I'm not against Damn it. They played in a Super Bowl, right? I'm not yeah. against. I'm not against their aggressive. Listen, mm -hmm. we we talk about the mystery box all the time. Matt Stafford's yep. a proven damn good quarterback. I, whatever it takes to get this guy, let's go make mm -hmm. it happen. And and if it works, great. If not, but you still have to tip the cap to what they do because they go all in. And and I wish that our teams and my team in particular would act like that more yep. often. I mean. And with the mystery box in 2023, when you really look at it, that team, this team has like 10 players at 106 million of their salary cap. They're eventually going to have to cut some of these guys. And maybe by that 2023 first round pick, they are not in the twenties. Maybe they're in the lower teens, maybe even 10 to 15. That pick might be the star of the deal. And would you really rather have right now those three first round picks if we include golf basically, or would you want nine and drew Locke? I don't want Drew Locke. Okay. And then eight and who knows what Carolina I mean, is going to do. But the eighth pick, you go seven, eight. But I just think it's funny that 
I think the perspective of Matt Stafford from from people that are like occasionally like see the Lions is way different from what the league values Matt Stafford mm-hmm. at. We we just saw it. I mean, you just. I mean, Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl, right? Jared Goff just won a playoff game this year, and the team just gave up basically you, you golf two first-rounders and a third-rounder, I mean, for Matthew Stafford. So it's it's interesting to see what his value was. And and there was – you know, you always hear there's smoke, but, man, when they say a third of the league was calling about Matt Stafford, it certainly seems like that was the case based off of everything we're hearing. But, again, is this a trade Bob Quinn would have gotten fleeced on? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to – and you know Dorsey's going to – the thing I like about John Dorsey is you want to talk about a guy that's uber-aggressive when it comes to trades and, and things like that and free agents. He's just not a cap guy. Um, but he's going to be aggressive, and you love that about him. Yeah. Um, and, and Brad Holmes is the analytic guy. I think they're going to work well together. This was a, a kind of a home-run trade um, for – you know, Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. And I was the one time I've been away on vacation since my kids have been born was the night Matt Stafford got traded. <laughs> and so my poor wife had to sit there while we're supposed to have this romantic night and me staring at my phone, like <laughs> trying to comprehend what was happening. Um, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> insane. I know I text you. I'm like, does your wife at least understand why you're crying right now or something smart ass <laughs> like that? And you're like, dude, we are away for the weekend. I'm like, okay, I'm not texting this dude for the rest of the night. Yeah. I'm like, I totally feel bad. It's hilarious <laughs> so that it works out that way. It is. But, yeah, I mean, this is something good to see for Lions fans based on the fact that for so many years with Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, it was all about right now, right now, right now. And they weren't truly building for the future because they were trying to save their asses. Right now with this Brad Holmes trade, you see that it's not an overnight thing, like you said. And they are going to start building for a future where it's not just, hey, we're going to try to win this year to make all the fans happy. We are going to try to build a consistent product here in the Motor City. It would be nice. It would be fun. And speaking of quarterbacks, it wouldn't be a quarterback week or a full coverage football show without where's Deshaun going this week and this week's newest entrant into the Bachelorette or whatever it would be, the Bachelor. I don't know how that works right now. For Deshaun Watson – it is John Gruden, Chucky, and the Oakland Raiders looking to trade their gamer Derek Carr and bring in Deshaun Watson. Chucky and Deshaun, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, my first thought is if there was anybody that would be willing to just give up an absurd amount of ridiculous things to get Deshaun Watson, Chucky does seem to, wow, to be bro. at the top of the list. Um it's, it's hard because Oakland's roster is getting better, and they've actually done a really solid job of drafting. Um, you know, I, I think the Farrell pick kind of caught everybody off guard when Chucky first yeah. got there. Everybody was like, what the hell is this? But, I mean, they've done a nice job of drafting. They, they, the, the roster's decent. It's just, man, it's it's hard to give up this kind of of draft equity where if things don't go that way, you're kind of putting yourself in a really tough position. However, if you can get to Sean Watson, I think you you at least have to entertain it. I would love to see Chucky with Sean Watson. Deshaun, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Tyrell Williams. I just don't see that happening um, because I think that there's going to be better offers I mean, think of it this way. Oh, let me ask you something. So if you're the New York Jets, right, or if you're the Houston Texans, rather, 
if you're the Houston Texans and the New York Jets are offering you a shitload of picks and, and Sam Darnold, would you rather have that or would you rather have the shitload of picks and Derek Carr? Depends I think where I'm going question. as the Texans. If I think I have a chance to win now, give me Derek Carr. If I'm really looking only towards the future, give me Sam Darnold and the fact that I can get rid of him after one year. Okay, so what, what Deshaun Watson won how many games for him last year? Like six? Four. Four, okay. And, okay, so do, do we think that they're winning next year? Probably not. Okay, yeah, so, I mean – the problem is, is, is Billy's done destruction down there. He's kind of <laughs> ruined the roster to where they're not going to win next year, in my opinion. Um, you throw in Deshaun Watson, who led the league in passing and was fantastic and can only win four games. Um, it's hard to think that they're going to be able to build a roster and and draft well enough to to make things work right away. So I, I would think Sam Darnold would be more intriguing. Um, but maybe, you know, the Bears come calling when Mitchie, you dangle Mitchie out there. You know, that's the free draw. Who knows. At the end of the day, I don't think Sean's going anywhere. So we'll go from there. But now at this moment, we're going to switch gears and we're going to start working towards the Super Bowl, the big game, Super Bowl 55 coming on this Sunday. And now to join us to talk about the Super Bowl from the official's point of view and some other things. We have Fox Sports Rules analyst Dean Blandino about to join us. Dean, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm good, guys. How are you? Can't complain. Let's get things started. What is Super Bowl week like for an official? Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot like the players. There's there's a lot of hype, a lot of events. This year, obviously, a little bit different with mm-hmm. with COVID, and, and it's interesting that everybody has to deal with that normal world. You've got the officials will normally get in on Wednesday or Thursday before the game. Uh, Their families will be with them. It's an opportunity to celebrate that accomplishment because just like the teams, it's an amazing accomplishment for the officials. There's usually a dinner where where the officiating department and the families can get together and just just enjoy a little social time before things start to ramp up. Uh, And then Friday, there's a walkthrough at the stadium. and, And it's amazing when you watch... The, the coin toss and everything else. And, and that takes maybe, what, five minutes? Mm-hmm. That is practiced for what felt like <laughs> when I was a part of it for three hours. I mean, <laughs> you go through every little detail with, you know, and you're there and you see the, the national anthem and America the Beautiful and then the coin toss and the captains and the honorary captains. And, and there's usually former presidents and everything else. So, uh, it's it's a walkthrough on Friday, and then Saturday they're they're having their normal pregame meeting like they would for a game on Sunday. They're going to go through both teams, look at the scouting reports, kind of break it down, offense, defense, special teams, and then and then Sunday they they get go out and they and they work the game. So so there's some build up, some lead up. They're there for a little bit longer than they normally would, but once the once the game kicks off, it's just another football game, or at least that's what we try to tell them. Yeah, sure. That's fantastic. And now when it comes to Super Bowl, do they do officials feel like they have to kind of officiate the game a little different or some whistles swallowed at times? Yeah. That's it's a good question. You hear that a lot, right? You hear that about the postseason in general, mm-hmm. about like let them play. And 
And every year, look, the numbers do go down. The stats don't lie that that foul numbers are are less in the postseason. And and there's probably a couple of reasons for that. Obviously, the better teams make the playoffs, so you would think you're going to make less mistakes. There's more riding on these games, so you know you're not going to – you're going to be more disciplined, hopefully. But there is that that element with the officials where there's so much riding on these games. I don't want to over-insert myself into the game. And I think that is part of that human nature. And, uh, and it'll be interesting because I think when you look at fouls and you look at how they impact the games and fouls that aren't called, one of the big matchups in this game is – Kansas City's offensive line, which is banged up, where you've got a couple of backups starting in, 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 in positions that they normally don't play, versus Tampa's defensive line, which is really good with JPP and Shaq Barrett and Sue and, and, and the guy is up the middle. So if, if on the offensive line, if they're allowed to play a little bit more and maybe get away with a little bit of holding, that could have an impact on the outcome of this game. And I think to your point, you know, the last thing, and you, you're the first one to speak of it. The last thing that the refs want at the end of a, of a big time game like this is for them to be the topic of conversation. Yeah. Um, so whatever way to, I mean, not that that's going to be changing one thing or another, but but you kind of want to err on the side of you want the games to kind of play out for itself. Yeah, that that's exactly right, and and it's hard because you don't. Again, it's. Throwing too many flags is a problem, but not throwing enough can be a problem. But which one is more evident? The too many flags, right? Because now you say, oh, another flag, another flag. That's going to be True. that's going to be talked about. Whereas if you don't throw the flag, maybe it's not talked about in the moment. But I guarantee those two teams will be thinking about it after the game. Hey, that was a call that should have been made. So, again, it's a fine line. It's a balance. You want the two teams to decide the game. You want the two teams to decide how many fouls there are. Get the fouls that are there. Make sure the game is, you know, played fairly and there's nothing player safety, uh, you know, no issues there. And, and ultimately they're not talking about the officials after the game. They're talking about what a great game it was. 100%. And it seems like every pre- or every postseason we have one game – that you can really look back at and see that the officials had one call that didn't go their way. It was the New Orleans pass interference game a few years back. This year it'd be probably Browns Chiefs with the helmet to helmet no call and the fumble out of the end zone. But overall, how have you thought the officials have been this postseason? You know, I thought they've done a, a really good job. I think the whole season, when you look at what went into just getting this season played, you know, there the offseason was completely different, all virtual. Officials are out in the offseason. They go to OTAs. They go to training camp. They get those reps on the field. No preseason. The preseason, it's big for everyone involved, the players, the coaches, the officials. Not having that was was a really a big loss, and, and I think they've done a really good job, and, and we haven't had – you know, there's there's roughly 40,000 plays every football season and officials make multiple decisions on every play. And ultimately, what do we talk about? We always talk about a handful of plays. And and so I think overall their percentage is really, really good. But officials, no one talks about them when they're doing a good job. They only talk about it when, yeah. when, when there's a screw up. So that's just the business. That's That's the business that it is. And I think everybody involved understands that. And yeah. D- Dean, do you think like, because I'm sure Jeremy is dying to know, you know, uh, with the Richard Higgins play, right? The the helmet to happens. Is that something you kind of write off as, is the plays developing and the fumble happens? That's just something you're not necessarily going to see 
you're following the ball, you know, it, it's, I mean, as an official, that kind of situation has to be extremely difficult because there's only so many things you can be seeing at one time. That's a really difficult play. You watch that play in real time, and I challenge anybody to be standing there in front of it and see all of those things, right? You've right. got to look, you know, did Sorensen lower his head? Did he initiate contact? Was the ball loose prior to the goal? You have all of those things yeah. happening. And the official, like, we get the benefit of looking at it in slow motion and multiple angles. And you go, man, how did you miss that? Well, the official gets one look at it real time, and it's over. It's It takes place in, in a couple of seconds, if that. And that's a really tough play. I think that use of helmet foul is a tough foul to officiate in real time because, look, the game happens so quickly, yeah. and it's a collision sport. There, There's going to be helmet-to-helmet contact that happens on almost every play. And, and I think that's where you start to get into the conversation. Well, do you need to add replay to this? You know, we saw right the NFC championship game in 2018 with the Saints and the Rams. We ended up with a rule that it really didn't work out. <laughs> sure. So you can't review everything. And sometimes you gotta just live with, you know, hopefully it's not that often, but you just gotta live with officials gonna miss a call every once mm -hmm. in a while. And you just hope it doesn't happen in a big, big situation. Yeah, or Richard Higgins, don't stretch the ball out there and kill all yeah, of Cleveland in one moment. Just hold on to the football. That always that always bugged me. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you were XFL head of officiating, and you guys had the Hawkeye technology there, and there yeah. were no coaches' challenges. It was if a play needed to be replay or replayed, you would do it on the field. You would look up, you get multiple angles immediately, and not have to wait for TV. Is that yeah. something you think the NFL should eventually start doing? Yeah, I do. I think they are. I think they're looking at that. They've they've been they've been um, studying and working with Hawkeye the last couple of seasons, doing some pilot programs. So I think with the Hawkeye system, what it what it enables you to do is you have access to multiple angles immediately following the play. You can access those angles, and you're not solely reliant on the broadcast network to send you video and the different replays. So I think the NFL, you know, they've been looking at it. Um, I think if we have a preseason, hopefully knock on wood, they'll test it in the preseason. And I think nice. we are going to see, I think we are going to see that, that video official sky judge, whatever you want to call it. I think we're going to see that concept um, in as part of the game uh, in, in the short term. Fantastic. That was one of my favorite things about watching the XFL. Now you were the replay official for Super Bowl 42. You probably had the hardest play call of any Super Bowl that I can remember in the David Tyree helmet catch. How stressful was that moment for you? <laughs> so I'll tell you a funny story about David Tyree catch. So I was in the replay booth for a lot. I wasn't I wasn't the replay official for Super Bowl 42, but I was in charge okay. of replay. And I was in the booth with the replay official, working the game. And and so, you know. Everyone I know knows I'm at the Super Bowl. I'm in the booth. You know, don't call me. Don't do. Don't text me. Don't do anything. So the Tyree play happens. We're looking at it, and it's such an amazing play. And did the ball hit the ground? And we're going through. And my phone. I feel my phone buzz, and I look down, and it's my mom. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what is going on? And so I just I mute it, and I and we keep looking at it, and we we confirm that it's a catch, and phone rings again. So now I'm thinking, uh oh, it's an emergency. Something's yeah. happening. So I pick up the phone real quick. I'm like, mom, what is it? And she goes, did you see that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, mom. I saw the catch. We got, we got like another minute and a half to go here. Giants are behind. 
you know, Patriots are 16 and, you know, trying to go yeah. 19 and 0 to, you know, it's, there's a lot going on, mom. I'll call you after the game. So, <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, I never, I never felt stressed in the moment. It was okay. more so like after the fact going, wow, like, you know, hundred million people are, are waiting for you to make a decision. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, you kind of just, you just get into a groove and you kind of get into a zone and you just do it. Nice. Absolutely That's a nice. great story. That's fantastic. <laughs> Another fun story. I was, you know, searching some information on you just to make sure we had plenty of questions for you. One that I wanted to bring up happened in Detroit and had yeah. to do with a microwave. Yeah. Do you remember this story? Yeah. So Thanksgiving Day, we used to this, I think it was 2016, I want to say, but, you know, Thanksgiving, we'd be in, right? We didn't, we didn't get to spend Thanksgiving at home with our families. So what we would do is everybody that had to work in the office, um, we'd, we'd say, you know, bring a couple of your family members at halftime, we'll have some food. And, and, uh, and so we did, we, we had a cater, we, we got a bunch of food from Whole Foods, you know, like the prepackaged meals sure. and everything. And the first game kicks off, it's the, it's the Lions, I forget who they were playing, but they, you know, one of the guys wanted to heat up um, some stuffing. And, and so we took a microwave from one of the kind of the common areas in the league office and brought it into the command center. But he plugged it into the same outlet, the same the same breaker system that the replay oh, no. system was plugged into, and put the stuffing in, turned it on, and the whole thing just went down. And I'm standing there, and the screens go black, and I'm like, "What just happened?" And he kind of looked up with the sheepish grin, and I was like, "All right, I can imagine." And we've got—I mean, it's only one game going on, and we've got multiple systems running, you know, backup. So we just switched to the backup, but it was kind of funny. You know, we were down for like maybe a minute, but it's just kind of funny to think that had we had a review, we wouldn't have been able to see any video. They still would have been able to look at it at the stadium, but we wouldn't have been able to see any any of the video. We would have had, you know, some really good stuffing and some gravy, but but we wouldn't have had uh, any replay from New York. <laughs> As a Lions fan, the food's a way better part of Thanksgiving anyway. Oh, no. Lions fan, I don't, I don't envy you. I don't <laughs> envy you. Hopefully, maybe, hopefully we, we're going to turn it around now Someday. with a new regime. That's right. Good luck. Good luck to the Lions fans this year. And, Dean, who you got winning the game Sunday? Uh, you know, it's tough. I, I still – I still I like the Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes, the more I watch him, and obviously Brady's, you know, you can argue he's the greatest to ever do it. Mm -hmm. And I would never count him out. But the more I watch Patrick Mahomes, he just he amazes me. It's it's unbelievable. I think the weapons they have on offense, I think even, you know, Tampa's defensive line is really good. They're gonna put pressure on him. But, you know, he gets outside the pocket. He can do some pretty amazing things. He can throw you know, any throw, make, make any, you know, make anything out of, out of nothing. So I think it's going to be close. I, I, I got the chiefs. I can't go against, uh, against Casey. I think we're going to have back to back for the first time since uh, what the Patriots in 0304. Yep. Yeah. Do you got any more uh, questions for Dean before we play getting to know you? No, I'd love to hear getting to know you. Let's see what we got. All right, Dean. Every time we have a guest on this show lately, we've been playing a game called get to know you. Okay. I'll, I'll ask some rapid fire questions. I always call it rapid fire, but if you want to slow it down, explain an answer, that's absolutely fine. Sure. There are okay. no rules on the show. We just have fun. All right. Let's start off. Favorite musical band, group, or artist? Oh, okay. So currently, my favorite band right now is Two Cellos. Okay. I can elaborate on that. They're, they're amazing. It's just two guys from Croatia that play, play the cello. 
but they do everything. They, nice. you know, whether it's classical, pop, rock, check them out. Will do. Ooh. Favorite food? Favorite food, pizza. Pizza. Can't go wrong with pizza. <laughs> favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie is probably the, the – I'm always between Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, right? Nice. Probably Godfather, the original. Good choice. If you could sit next to anyone on a plane, who would it be? Oh, you know, it's probably – um, and this is this is a little geeky, but George R. R. Martin, who who wrote you know Game, Game of Thrones, of Thrones. Wrote the books. I've been reading the books since like the mid two thousands, and I just would love to sit next to him because I have so many questions. And I want to ask when he's going to finish the next book because it's going on like eight years, and I can't wait. Patient, and the next book has to be better than the ending of the series. Oh, the sure. series just got it. Really was a letdown. Once once they went away from the books, it wasn't you know wasn't as good. It was great. Absolutely. The visuals were great. Mm. The acting was great to be able to see it come to life, but the storyline is so much better in the book. Absolutely. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Last show you binge watched? Ooh, last show I binge watched was Letter Kenny. Great show. Love Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny, yes. I haven't watched the latest season yet. Yeah, I binge watched the whole, I ran through all nine seasons. My buddy, you know, recommended it. And first, first episode, I was like, eh, I don't know about this, but then I kind of, you got into it. <laughs> some of the Canadian stuff. I'm like, I don't know what they're yeah. talking about, but I love it. I'm a big hockey fan too, so I, it's it's a lot of fun. Can't beat Letter Kenny. Favorite stand-up comedian? Uh, favorite stand-up comedian, probably of all time, Eddie Murphy. Right now, Tom Segura. Dig that. I love Tom Segura. Yes. What is your toughest stand-up set? You were a former stand-up comedian. You still do stand-up? No, not anymore. Just, you know, when I, in front of my kids, maybe, when I'm trying yeah. to get them to go to bed. <laughs> What's the hardest um, set you ever had? You know, they were, you know, here's funny story about, I, I didn't, I never, I was lucky when I first started, I, I did well, you know, it was never a career goal of mine, but I just loved doing it. A friend of mine got me into it and I, I was never heckled early on. And I didn't, I didn't have any like heckled material. If you watch, like comedians, they they that have done it for a long time, they have like stuff prepared and they know how to handle a heckler. I had no idea. <laughs> and this guy started heckling me. And it was the first time, and I had nothing, like crickets. <laughs> and he's and he was like killing me. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I'm dying. Right. <laughs> so I I didn't, I reverted back to like my younger days and i just like got off the stage and went to fight him like, yeah. I went her, like i'm gonna you your ass and like security got involved and that that was it after that i was like i gotta come up with some heckling material because yeah, i can't be starting fights in these clubs because that's not going to go well so yeah. not at all yeah that is an excellent story dean thank you so much for joining us tonight dean, we hope to catch up you. with you down the road yeah and absolutely. uh you have a great rest of your night you too well, well, dean, thanks, thanks sir. All right, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Take care. Dean Blandino, what an excellent guest he was. That was Got a lot of fun, man. So, so much. I mean, I don't even know what to say. The The last story is still killing me right now. And the fact that he loves Letter Kenny. I mean, Letter Kenny's a great show, Drew. You like ridiculous humor. Check it out. It is just over the top great. I mean, I don't even remember like talking official stuff now. I'm thinking Letter Kenny and I'm thinking about, you know, Game of Thrones and all kinds of other stuff. But he did at the beginning of the interview. I know he did open our eyes to some of the things that we don't usually see for officiating. 
Yeah. Like we look at these games every week and we never talk officiating. And he was right. The only time we do talk officiating is when there's a bad call, i.e. the Rams Saints play, i.e. the Richard Higgins play, which we had to talk about, of course. But I mean, what a great that was a lot of fun, man. It Dean was. was a ton of fun. He was a ton of fun, and I was very <laughs> appreciative of him coming on. He had a couple good stories, man. I couldn't imagine sitting there in the replay booth on Thanksgiving or in the command center in New York and some dude wants to eat hot stuffing and shuts the entire thing down. Like, what do you do at that moment? Could you imagine, like, if you found out as a Lions fan that they had a replay that they didn't get a full look at? I mean, shit doesn't go our way anyway for our I've team. Usually. That that's been the case many times <laughs> over over the years, but um but no, that was cool. And just and yeah, like you said, like just to touch on like the refs preparation for I mean, because if you look at it from their perspective, I mean to be a ref in the Super Bowl is a great honor. And I'm sure they have the same nervousness and and, and things that go on with the, you know, is, is the same as the players. But it sounds like a week of preparation that's uh it's pretty crazy and making sure every I is dotted and uh and T's crossed. Yeah, and this year there's five of the eight officials, if you include the uh, replay official. They've already been to a Super Bowl, at least one. There are three brand new, and it sucks for them that they don't get to experience all the stuff that Dean was talking about, where you do the dinner and you get to you know take your family. And this is a huge, huge accomplishment for someone who's doing one of the most scrutinized jobs in the entire world. Like, referees, umpires, that's a tough-ass job. Like, I thought when I was younger I wanted to be a baseball umpire, and then I'm like... No, man, name I'm, a person that's ever left the game and they're like, man, that was just a really well officiated <laughs> game. Like, like it, again, like I was saying to him, like, the, the, you know, as, as a ref, you want to not be the story, yep. right? Like, you, that's that's kind of what you, you want to let the players dictate what happens. But, yeah, I mean, no one's ever been like, man, I'll tell you what, that, the, you know, that, that line judge was pretty damn good today. What a hell of a game he called. Like, no. I'm going to go get his jersey, bro, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Let's, exactly. Number 68, yeah. LJ on his back, baby. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, exactly. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. And speaking of fantastic, we've got another guest coming up here. We are joined every week by this fantastic guest. Ed Detroit Beastie will join us. Let me uh, make sure I get him up on here. Chris, how you doing hey, tonight, brother? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good. We are doing excellent. It's been a fun show so far, and it's just about to get more fun with you joining us. Yeah. So, Chiefs, Tampa Bay, last week bottom of the barrel. I mean, what do you got for ready. us? Of course he's what? ready with handwritten notes. Well, first of all, thanks for having me all season. I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you. Um, thank you, I, brother. You know, the opening for bottom of the barrel this week, you know, I blatantly said it's, it'd be a waste of time for me to kind of, you know, go over the game. We've had almost two weeks, at least 10 days now to mm. go over everything. So I'm not going to waste people's time. I wanted to get in and thank everybody for uh, liking it, supporting it, talking about it, having me on their shows. Yeah, but I didn't want to like do specific, like it, this wasn't, it's not the Academy Awards. I'm not like, thank you so, thank you so much. This is, you know, so uh, it was kind of a, like an all encompassing vague thank you, but I owe you to uh, one of the more uh, thankfulness thank yous, if that makes sense. So I, I can't thank you enough. Our pleasure, uh, we started, brother. we started, you know, together is in terms of Thursday night, uh, week one, if I'm not mistaken, yep. week two, three, somewhere along that. So, uh, 
every every Thursday. I, I've been on with you. Have so graciously had me on. And again, I can't appreciate it enough. Uh, bottom of the barrel uh, it was a certified hit this year. And I don't think that's going to go away um, no, in the off season. But uh, thank you guys so much. I, I really appreciate it. Everybody, you know, was, again, I don't want to sound like an egomaniac, but uh, people, you know, they, they talk about it. They look forward to it. And I'm not saying anything that I'm not making it up. People, you know, they message me. Twitter's very toxic, but in the right frame sure. of mind, 100%. Very, very supportive. And, you know, the, most, most people, they're good people. And you two are two of the best people around. As are you, brother. Appreciate you. So in terms of the game, uh, you know, there's so many uh, props and over-unders. And, I mean, I'm sure you, you mm-hmm. guys have, you know, bet props. The coin mm-hmm. flip, who scores the first touchdown, even or odd points at the end, you know, all that nonsense. That's fun to do with friends while you're, you know, you're at a Super Bowl party or nothing. Yeah. But now uh, at the – any you can do anything you want on your phone now. They have sports book for FanDuel sports book for DraftKings, so you can get into a lot of bring it to ohio yes getting a lot of hey it was just made available uh two weeks ago tomorrow so it's been Mm -hmm. fantastic i've been doing a lot of hockey stuff you know over unders and money lines and stuff that's been great but you know now the super bowl they're going to see you know fanduel and DraftKings are going to see uh on the low side, tens of millions of dollars come in. I mean, there's no no way around it, you know, because even my mother, my 60 year old mother, who who could give a shit about sports, she goes, you know what? It, it's the commercials. Every two seconds, there's a FanDuel sportsbook commercial. Mm-hmm. And look, if anybody from FanDuel is listening, you guys have done a fantastic job. I have now created an account for my mom just so she can do <laughs> bets uh, on the that. Super Bowl. And she don't know what teams are what, but she knows Tom Brady, and she likes uh, Patrick Mahomes. Actually, she likes Patrick Mahomes' dad uh, more than Tom Brady because I think I have some old uh, Patrick Mahomes senior uh, twin baseball rookie cards laying around here. I'm not nice. So I'm going to be putting money on the Super Bowl here. I love it. ass. And, you know, we do have some uh, prop bets set up. You guys want to run through some prop bets? We'll see who absolutely who wins this. All right. First offensive play of the game, run or pass slash sack. Oh, go pass. ahead, Drew. I'll go with pass. Go. All right. I'm going to say, uh, see, this sucks because it's not, we don't know who's going to have the first possession here. Yes, that's true. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to say pass too. If yeah. Kansas right. City gets the ball, they're passing, but you never know. First run of the game could be Leonard Fournette for Tampa Bay. True. Yeah. I, I'm going to go run. Why not? Will someone score in the first five minutes? Yes. I will also say yes. Yes. Mahomes over under passing yards, 327.5. Under. Way. That's a, uh, an astronomical yeah. amount of passing yards. Yeah. It, for a Super Bowl, especially. Yeah. That seems like a lot. It is. I mean, last time these two teams faced, he threw for 359 in the first half, but this is a Super Bowl. Different setup. Yeah. Pat Mahomes attempts over or under 40.5. I'm going to say under. Uh, I think if they win, it's going to, he's not going to have to throw that many times. Yeah, I'm going under too. Under. Tom Brady passing yards over or under 296.5. Under. I'm going to take the over on that one. Higher. 
on that one, Drew, huh? All right, all right, all right. Listen, that's we're, we're, that's going to be the uh, the other one. I mean, we have, we've been on the same page the other uh, four, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've all been that's, pretty that's similar the, here. That's point right there. Over under two and a half touchdowns for Brady. You can answer this one first, Chris. Uh, oh, I'm going over. Oh. I have I have the oh. final 34 to 31 ish somewhere along those lines. So I think Pat and Tom Brady will have three, three, two or three touchdown passes. But I'm willing to bet Brady will get three as well. I'm going over as well. What's that, yeah, you, Drew? I agree with you guys. To be honest with you, I do. I, I do think there's going to be a lot of points scored. It's just hard for me to take a 325 yard over under. Yeah, I know. Total sacks over under four. Over. Over, yeah. I think Pat Mahomes gets sacked four times himself. That's Tampa Bay over good. National anthem over or under. Go ahead, Chris. Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. The best quarterback in football right now. But he does sometimes he does a little bit too much. And he's gotten away with it because he, he's such a, a dynamic playmaker. But he's going to mm-hmm. make a couple mistakes. I don't mean interceptions. He's going to hang on to the ball a little bit too long, you know, for one of his sidearmed or underhand passes. And <laughs> it's going to cost him a couple sacks in this one. Yeah, I mean, Tampa's defensive line is no joke. In uh, in even Ooh. even the front seven with uh, with Devin White, um, that's a that's a and mm-hmm. uh, Bay coming back too is why I believe. Uh, yep. So, you guys see the uh, video on Twitter of Vita Bay as a running back in high school? No, no. that's just not fair. That, that should be illegal. Like, if I was if I was the, uh, the the parent of the kid on the other team, I'd be writing you know freaking letters to the school. Like, this guy's just beating my kid's ass and embarrassing him on the field. It's not fair. It was like watching yeah. a tank roll through high yeah. school defenses. Yes. It's, it's unbelievable. Wasn't Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Was the, the quarterback in high school, wasn't he? Or he did a he was just like and he was their offense. They had a couple guys at the line and then just just direct snap it to Derrick Henry every yep. play. And whatever yeah, he, he ran for like to do with it, we're gonna be ran okay. for like 400 yards, man. It was insane. Derrick Henry's high school stats are sick. All right, national anthem over under two minutes and three seconds. Who's singing the national anthem? Does anybody know? That, that was my question, too. I, I do not. Uh, I'm not going to even know the person. There's like a 10% chance I actually know who they are. I know Eric Church is doing something, but I'm not sure if it's America the Beautiful. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga? Right. Let's see. Let's find out. Here, I'll let you guys chat while I Google this. Who's singing? She she sang the National Anthem at the inauguration. Yes, she did. She did. She's on a heat. it is Eric Church and Jasmine and, Sullivan. And the over/under is only two minutes and three seconds. You said. Yep. Uh, so it's it's Eric Church. You said. Yep. Eric Church over. and Jasmine Sullivan. So I don't know who Jasmine Sullivan is, but I am familiar with Eric Church. Um, I'll take the under. All right. I'm going Chris? over Church is uh he yeah I'm going Eric Church uh he likes to. You know, hold on to a note in the land of the free. He's going, this is deep analysis, dude. This is Chris is breaking down. This is this is something you don't get everywhere, man. That's all right. I almost want to change hey. it over now, but I'm, I'm staying back. <laughs> we said we we're breaking it down from every angle. We're breaking it down from every angle. 
I am with Chris because yes, Eric Church loves to hold out some of them twangy wow. notes for him. I'm going with the over. Twangy notes. Next, will Eric Church wear a leather jacket? Yes or no? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt in my mind he's wearing a leather jacket. He might wear two of them. He might wear two. <laughs> Two. What about two leather masks? <laughs> what do you think about that? Is that a prop bet? That's you got it. a leather mask That's on. Too, yeah. Hey, <laughs> if we're wearing leather masks, things are getting a little freaky at Super Bowl. Commercials with dogs over or under four and a half. Over. I'm 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 hitting the over hard. Over four and a half dogs. I'm gonna go under just because a lot All of right. the big the big corporations That's what have pulled about. away from commercials so they could donate. So. Probably won't get a Budweiser dog commercial. Probably won't get a Pepsi dog commercial. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to take the over on that one and hope for just all dog food commercials or something like so that. Wait, just wait, If there's one commercial with five dogs, I hit the over? No, it's entire commercial with separate. dogs. Like separate. Got to separate them. All right. That's fine. I'll still take All that. right. And the last one, what color liquid will be poured on the winning head coach? Orange is the current favorite. What yeah. colors are we going with, boys? How do they have like? I'm going with the old school lemon lime yellow. Um, <laughs> I don't know wh why. Um, well, why not? Well, hang on, I take this back. I'm gonna go with red fruit okay. punch red because it just makes sense for both teams. I mean, both teams have red affiliated with their you know team logos and things. I think red's a smart choice. Okay, Chris, what I color are you going with? I see it being a uh, purple, like the glacier freeze. Wow, like, purple, like the, uh, you know, I don't know why, like a light purple, Arctic. All right. flat. What what's the 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 light purple one is like Arctic phrase. Yeah, it's good Something though, like that. It is good. It is, and I, you know what, I'm gonna go with red. Oh, Nick, you know what? I'm not I, going I, with red. I, you went I, with red. In my case, to you. No, I'm switching it. I'm gonna go with the old school yellow. Why not? Let's go with the yellow. There it is. And that's all I got for the prop bets. But yeah, and Chris said 34-31 on the final. Is that Tampa winning or KC? Yeah, Tampa Bay will win, and Tom Brady will get uh, number seven. Like he needs it, but that's just <laughs> yeah. the way things roll here. He's just hogging all the Super Bowls for everyone else. Yeah, right. All right, Jeremy, I uh, who are you taking, dude? Do we, Who am we, I taking? Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Let's uh let's bring that stat up real quick here. Our game picks 110 and 53 to 110 and 53. This is really important. Uh, there's the reason right. I asked you first before you tried to pull some <laughs> shit on me like that. I want to have my pick of the litter here. I, I guess I don't have a pick of the litter. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, perfect. You know, I'm going Brady. Don't fade Brady. Everybody knows it. Don't fade Brady, but I am because I can't go with He's in now. Uh, let's see. Maybe back here. But I am definitely taking the Chiefs. You're going to take the Bucks, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, because if I took the Chiefs, then we would tie. And it, I don't, I don't have any be. in that. But is that who you wanted before? Yes. Okay. So we're good. Yeah. No, I wanted Brady. I mean, there's no reason to think otherwise. I'm losing everybody on here. All right, that's fair. We'll just keep rolling. Um, hey, guess what I did? Yeah, there's not my yeah. Everybody leave me. Hey, Chris. Oh, now my mouse. It's <laughs> everything backwards. <laughs> it's like, 
okay. There was a, uh, it looked like there was an obvious delay. I was using my phone. Uh, I was in a pinch, but I'm sitting right in front of my computer. So why not use the new computer and see where it takes me? Makes sense. Much smoother now. We can hear Thank you clearly. And you are taking Tampa 34-31. That's your final score prediction? Correct, yes. Nice. Drew, what do you got as the final score? Oh, 34-27 Tampa. Oh. I am going to say 42-39 to Kansas City. Christ almighty. Oh. I'm going big time. I think it's going to be fun. We both, I mean – Man, well, I'll be up till midnight if it goes to that many points. Man, they gotta. I need some running to the football. I, I they gotta start having this thing on Saturday nights. I, I gotta go to work Monday morning. Very true. I, I think Leonard have, Fournette. If we're gonna get weird, I think Leonard Fournette scores twice: one in the air, funny. one on the ground. Uh, and it's it's gonna be real weird. Like if Tampa Bay wins, they're gonna have to give the MVP to Tom Brady, right? But in all seriously, I think Leonard Fournette has a real chance here uh, to win the MVP. And what do you get? You get a new truck with that too, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think you do. I think. Yeah. I mean, Leonard Fournette, who has been pretty much fantasy trash the entire season, shows mm -hmm. up in the playoffs and and has been serviceable. Yeah, they're just a frustrating piss-off fantasy owners in the playoffs. There have been a lot, but you got to think of this guy. He's had over 300 carries every year of his career almost, and now he's fresh at this time because he had yeah. under 100 carries and touches for the regular season. So, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. For me, I think Darrell Williams has a shot at being Super Bowl MVP this year as well. Because I can't mm -hmm. see it if it's not Pat Mahomes. I mean, if Pat Mahomes goes off, they give it to Pat Mahomes. It's gonna be Antonio. I can't see Tyreek. I can't see you want Ant <clears throat> things to be Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown. He's you not even gonna play. Watch. He won't even play. <laughs> he was a full participant in practice today. Limited, he, I heard. Was he gonna beat some girl up between now and the two? Oh, oh man! All right. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. real quick. You know, so uh, in, in bottom of the barrel, you know, every time there was a slate this this season, you know, in the playoffs, I I would uh, a tweet, nice little tweet where it was like these are uh, half lineups, you know, a portion of them, and go check out my fleets for the full line. Well, uh, I haven't told many people this, but DraftKings reached out to me, said we we've suspended your account, uh, you can't give away lines like that, and come to find out, somebody. Uh, I don't know if it was Twitter and face or Facebook. I, I probably it has to be Twitter. Uh, they 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 ratted on me. They told DraftKings I was giving away lines, and then DraftKings came down on me. So I had to kind of. If you noticed in bottom of the barrel, and then with my hockey stuff, I haven't been giving away full free lines yeah. for DraftKings, just portions of a line. And I've been doing this new thing called uh, like a core four, just four players, you know, uh, three from the same line that I wrote about in the article, and then a defenseman or two defensemen. And that's because uh, I, I received several strongly worded emails from DraftKings saying, uh, you're in, uh, you can't do this. You're in, uh, not guilt, but, you, you know, it, it goes against one of our guidelines, like, uh, you know, like a competitive nature kind of thing. And so I went back. I haven't talked about this with anybody. Uh, and I said, well, this is me to DraftKings. Well, uh, I'm not 
charging for anything. They're all free. It goes along with my my writing, which has been yeah. uh, pretty successful this season, you know, bottom of the barrel. And they responded back and said, uh, well, it doesn't matter if you're not charging for them. Giving out full lines like that gives out an unfair advantage. So uh, I talked with some people, some close people like that I've known since I was a kid, and we're all in agreement that uh, somebody uh, turned me in. Someone probably screenshotted what I was doing and said, hey, uh, this isn't right. And to be fair, uh, so whoever did that, this is has to be a miserable uh, person. Why would you do that? I'm not infringing on anybody's rights. I'm not taking away money uh, from other paid sites. I've noticed that along the season too. There's been several other, you know, paid services that have blocked mm. me because, you know, people have come to me this season because everything is free. Everything is really good. And I'm easy to get a hold of. If someone has a lineup question with two minutes before lock, I always answer. I help out. So it kind of, you know, this, this happened like two or three weeks ago and it, it, I, I wasn't bummed out, but I was like, it kind of thinking like, this is upsetting. Why would anybody do this? Everybody I, I've interacted with and talked to said, this is fantastic. We love that you're doing that. We've won some money and it's just great kind of thing. And then I, I get dumped on by DraftKings. So my DraftKings account is currently suspended and I don't see that ever going away, which is fine. I don't, I rarely use DraftKings to be fair. I only use DraftKings for the screenshots of my sample lineups, you know, in my, in my articles and in my fleets and stuff. So, and I'm still able to do that, but it just, I can't tell you the last time I like actually entered a, 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 a like a lineup with my real money on FanDuel or excuse me, DraftKings. I'm a hundred percent FanDuel and I've even messaged them say, Hey, look what's going on. And they said, it's not a big deal for us. Uh, or not a big deal for us uh, if you're bringing in, you know, uh, revenue or, or viewership to our site or you're, you're you know, that's fine. And uh, they sent me and and this is anybody can do this. I'm not uh, any special. Uh, I signed up to be like a partnership with them, kind of. I don't have my own promo code, but uh, down the line, I'm hoping to, you know, hop on on one of their social media accounts and and do a quick, you know, bottom of the barrel update, you know, like a like a 10 minute thing live. Great. on FanDuel social media here. So uh, I kind of, I got ahead of it with them because I would hate to be on bad terms with FanDuel. It's one of my favorite things uh, in life to do. But uh, I just want whoever did this just to know uh, it's cool. You're not going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to be successful. And to be fair, you've got the opposite effect of what you're trying to do. This only makes me want to work harder. And it's, uh, if that is even possible at this point, and it's, you, you basically thrown gas on the on the fire that was my dfs content which was already correct me if i'm wrong fire. just just blazing yeah fire. so now you, you you've thrown gas on that so uh things aren't going to change i just kind of wanted to get that out there and i think over the weekend i might uh i might mention it or you know just a little article or something just to touch on it because it, it's it's upsetting to say the least that somebody you know would do that and i've said it a million times uh, social media is toxic. So is Twitter. And there's a lot of people who, uh, and, and that's what social media is for. You can put on a show. I, I, I live in a million dollar home. I drive a hundred thousand dollar car when in actuality you're in a basement somewhere and you make $5 an hour. People are good at putting on a show on social media. So all these people, and I'm not trying to disparage 
you know, uh, there's a ton of good people who are positive. They support, they help, they do everything they can do to kind of push other people's content. And in turn, they're helping themselves too. And I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of those same people are the ones who, you know, kind of look at me and say, well, he's, uh, we got to do something to, to, to like shut this guy down because he's on a roll and he's doing well. And he's, you know, so, but I, you you got the exact opposite reaction out of me that, that was intended here to freak out. And I just don't do that. I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to work harder and things are going to be uh, better than they were ever before. So thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Yeah. The thing hey. about Twitter, man, is, is that's what they're there for. Twitter people are there to pull you, to drag you down when you're, yeah. you know, you're doing well. Now, like you said, you know, the fantasy football community for the, you know, the most part DFS, you know, it's, it's for the most part, it's good people, but, but yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how it is. That's ridiculous, by the way. I wonder if DraftKings, if you were losing your ass and everybody was losing their ass, if DraftKings would be messaging you having a problem with it when, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's the only, that's, I mean, I, I asked DraftKings flat out if that was the case and obviously we were, they said we're we can't disclose that that's that's no business of yours mm -hmm. at this point in time and so my first reaction was uh yeah why it, what I, it is what i'm doing that big of a deal that that the the, the huge corporation of draftkings noticed what i was doing and said hey we got to shut this guy down P probably not there's no way what i'm doing isn't on you know to be uh, found out by DraftKings, I'm a I'm a grain of sand. I'm a drop in the ocean to a, a corporation like FanDuel or DraftKings. So how would they come across uh, my content and my my free lineups that I'm doing? So it, to be fair with you, that's the only other option that I could think of. That you know somebody you know turned me in and said, "Hey, you got to stop this guy. It's not fair, right?" That's probably all it was. It was a jealousy thing. Someone mm -hmm. said, "Hey, this isn't fair. Uh we wish we thought of it first, but since we didn't, we're going to try and and shut Chris down here." Yeah, some bitch just got jealous, and that's sad because dude, you're doing a great service for a ton of people. I mean, uh -huh. I've been on the show said you made me money by following your tweets and fleets mm -hmm. and all that now, as far as hockey, I knew nothing. I filled out my first hockey lineup and won fifty cents. Thanks oh, to yeah. your fleets. So I mean, I'm fifty cents richer. I had like twenty five. DraftKings, you won you fifty cents. <laughs> I was FanDuel. I had twenty five cents, oh, right, and right. I, I doubled my money, baby. Thanks to Chris. So if you want to double your money, follow Chris, man. And honestly, uh, over the last year and a half since I've been going hard on, on Twitter specifically, uh, I don't think I'm an asshole. Like, I'm a very approachable guy. Anybody could send me a message. Uh, I talk to people all day, every day in DMs. Some, some people are kind of, they're regular people that come to me with questions all the time. And then, you know, I would say four or five times a day, I get a message from somebody uh, I've never talked to before that, you know, hey, thanks for thanks for the content. It's good content, but Hey, I have a question here. So if, if someone was that upset or, uh, with what I'm doing, or they, they felt some sort of jealousy, all you had to do was reach out. You know, my, my phone number is on Twitter. My email is on anything that there's at least four or five different ways you can get a hold of me and just talk it out. Hey, you, whatever you want to do, uh, you suck. You're an asshole. I can't believe you're doing this or Hey, uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, kind of makes me wish I thought of it first. Let's get together and do kind of a partnership thing once a week or twice a month, whatever. That's all you got to do. It's just simply, uh, you know, 
have you know being a being a respectable man or woman and saying hey what you're doing is fantastic i kind of want in on it i've i've never told anybody no in terms of giving them a line or putting shooting them in the direction of somebody that can answer their question better than me and uh, it's just it's still shocking to me that someone would go out of their way uh to do that or try and kill uh what i'm doing here but that was probably like i said two or three weeks ago and uh didn't miss a beat not gonna stop. Yeah, nope. No. Don't let him stop you, brother. You do an excellent job. We appreciate you coming on every week. And well. we appreciate your tweets and your fleets and everything you do. Brother, you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Super Happy Bowl. Super Bowl weekend, man. Yes, thank you guys. I will uh I'll be in touch. Obviously, I know we're gonna get together and cross paths in the offseason, but until then, uh thank you so much for having me on each and every Thursday to discuss DFS and do president trivia or whatever that nonsense was a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But uh it's all in good fun and it's all love on this side of the tracks, buddy. Thank we you. Appreciate Same you. here, brother. Thank you so much. You have a great one. All right, Chris. appreciate you. Take it easy, man. Y'all follow Chris on Twitter at DetroitBC. Check so him out on DFS. So Cheatcheat.com. Damn good dude. And uh, we got a little bit more for the show tonight. I'll talk to you guys for a little bit here on my own for a second. What I want to talk to you about real quick. If you're watching this show and you've learned anything from it. If you're good with us, we're good with you. And what Chris just said about, you know, just share the love share it, grow. We love when people come on our show. We don't care if you got five followers. We don't care. You got 20,000 followers. We don't care if you have a hundred thousand followers, you come on our show. You're part of the family. You're an FCFS FOTS. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, that means full coverage football show friend of the show. And coming up in about two weeks, we're going to have some new friends of the show because we are off next week. I got stuff going on. I won't be able to do a show, but We'll be back in two weeks. We'll start up with our offseason preview once again. We'll do teams three and four, which will be the Miami Dolphins as well as the Atlanta Falcons. We might have Chris back on to talk Super Bowl. We'll see what his schedule is like. We got a lot of stuff going on. But since we're not here next week, remember, you can check out all of our content. You can check out our YouTube page. You can check out our Twitter page at FCFSPod. And when you go to our Twitter page, we have a link tree set up where you can get all of our links, our Facebook link, our YouTube link, our Twitter links for all of us. Anything else we have, we got Chris's link up there as well. Follow him at Detroit Beast. Follow me at Somerville CLE. Follow Drew at Detroit Dave 7 or follow the show at FCFS Pod. And like I said, you can get all that from our link tree on our Twitter page. And then if you really want to support the show, check out our new merchandise at bonfire.com backslash store backslash FCFS dash T's. I got a new Detroit Lions tee I'm trying to come up with a Dan Campbell kind of idea. You can buy that. You can end up going and getting the Detroit BC's tee. You can get our underdogs, Cleveland Browns tee, not technically Cleveland Browns. Speak, I mean, we don't need to get in trouble now with the corporations because we already had the Masters and Augusta coming after us before. And now Chris has got DraftKings. We're causing all kinds of troubles in our little group here. But yeah, at this time, we will welcome Drew back to the show, brother. It has been a fun season, and this is our last game of football. For yeah, that's like a bummer, dude. Um, eight, six months we got. So I want to see the lion shirts. Will you send them to me? Well, I tried to send it to you today. My phone kept on telling me I didn't send it or something. I, I yeah, wasn't I sure if you him. got it. I didn't see him um, working out a a Dan Campbell kind of fun idea. I I'll send it to you. 
there's lots of angles you can go with Dan, Dan yeah. Campbell. Uh, the so, Lions have, have, have established a all-player team, your, you know, uh, coaching staff, by the way. Yes, they have. And it's an interesting way to look at it. Like, everyone has experience on the field, so they can relate with these players to that. And they're not guys who have been off the field for long. They all been off field, like, I mean, less than a decade, I feel like. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, not- it's definitely fun. But we got this still, man. We are 163 picks in, and we are tied at 110 and 53. And you got Tampa, and I got Kansas City. So it's going to come down to this. Last year, you took it. This year, I'm hoping just I can't lose. I mean, I had another big lead on you, and I blew it. So you absolutely collapsed the last five. Years. I did. I, I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't. It wasn't a subtle collapse. I think one one week you pick like four correct games, and these are the mm-hmm. picks of the games, right? Yeah. So like that's really not good. Um. So, yeah, you were really <laughs> feeling good. Your chest puffed out, and then you know, I'm like a fourth quarter Chauncey Billups or something. But and you know, one more thing before we move on to Ward's wagers here, every week. Chris Somerville, my dad, Chris Somerville is saying that so everyone listening to the pod who's not watching understands what's going on right now. He tries to throw out something to stump us, and he's been pretty damn good at it because our minds aren't on the questions, and he always gets us. His question tonight, how many points has Tom Brady scored in the first quarter of his nine Super Bowls? Drew, I'll let you go first on this one. I'm going to go with 75 points. I am going to go with seven. Because if I remember correctly, the Super Bowl against the Eagles, where they lost on the Philly special and all that. 75 and, the, and it was seven. <laughs> that's not that's not ideal. It. I feel like they just, if I remember correctly, there was a lot of talk. I think it was Collinsworth who kept repeating that they hadn't scored a lot of points in the first quarter. So I'm going to say it's like less than 10. So... At some point here, we will get the correct answer, but it's somewhere between 7 and 75 is what I'm thinking. But I'm going to go on the low end. Drew's going to go on the high end, and we'll get that oh, answer here in a little bit. I can fix 7. Almighty, <laughs> all right. So we'll get that answer here in a little bit. But we do want to thank everyone who has watched and listened. God bless Almighty. Oh. I knew it, and it was probably 2018. And you know what? Let's let's break down this game a little bit more than what we did here. I did have some stuff written down. I wanted to get off my chest here. And Drew, who is the only quarterback to beat Pat Mahomes in the playoffs? Throwing out more questions for you. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Six and one. Yes. Tom Brady. So why do I think the Chiefs are going to win? Steve Spagnolo is their Defense coordinator, he's 2-0 against Tom Brady in the Super Bowls, as he was the Giants special or uh, defense coordinator. Chiefs can be the first team since 03-04 Pats to go back-to-back. At 25, Pat Mahomes will be the youngest QB to win two Super Bowls and the first since Brady to win two in his first four seasons. Bruce Arians, if he wins, he'll be the oldest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. And why else do I think the Chiefs are going to win? Bruce Arians is not helping you. Well, okay, I see what you're saying. I was just saying, but why do I think they're going to win? (laughs) Bruce Arians is going to help because – no, I love Bruce Arians. But because the Honey Badger is going to 
get his second Super Bowl, and he's going to be a eventual Hall of Famer. That's all. Okay. Um, I'm going to go there. Well, um, uh, my reasons are Tom freaking Brady. Tom freaking um, Brady. I also think if you, we haven't been paying attention, that Tampa Bay's defense has been playing way better as of late. Yes. Uh, that defensive front is good. I do think they pressure Mahomes. I think, uh, I mean, Brady's not going to come out and throw for 350. It's just not how they're going to do it. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny's a guy out there. Uh, Playoff but Lenny no, getting the truck. I actually expect a good Super Bowl. I do. I expect a decent game, and and I think it's one to look forward to. Sometimes, you know, you get that feeling, well, you don't really know the Super Bowl, but I, I do feel like there's going to be some points scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're kind of seeing the the greatest of all time and 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 a player that we all kind of have high expectations for. So the goat and baby goat. I mean, the last forward. time the last two ta- or last time these two teams met, week twelve, Tyreek Hill went for two oh three in the first quarter. Pat Mahomes threw for three fifty nine in the first half. But they only won twenty seven twenty four. And the Buccaneers have not lost a game since they're seven and since that game. So this well, one's gonna be fun. I think Todd Bowles learned you don't play single high coverage man-to-man on Tyreek Hill because he's just going to blow past everyone. Unless you're Greg Williams. Greg Williams does what Greg Williams wants because Greg Williams, I mean, is there a better defense coordinator in history than Greg Williams? I think think people look back. I hope my kids look back in 20 years and say (laughs) Hugh Jackson and Greg Williams, that was a head coach, D.C., I mean, oh man, it's what a Haley, combination. I mean, Todd we'll, Haley. We'll, we'll look back, and these are times I hope that my children remember. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I hope my kids never have to remember that because <laughs> I don't even want to remember that. I can't clean that shit out of my head. But it's time, everyone. I don't have your theme music tonight. I let you down. That's right, man. It is time for Ward's Wager, sponsored by Latani CBD Olive Oil. 43-18-2 last year. 4-0 two weeks ago. 1-2 last week. 27-17-1 on the year. And yes, it is Ward's Wager, sponsored by Latani CBD Olive Oil. To call and get it, it's 440-479-4832 or email anandamidej at gmail.com. It's $16.99 a bottle. It's a five-ounce bottle. It is cheaper. It is better. And you get more in that bottle than you do from any of the other competitors. So check out Latani CBD olive oil. And how are you going to get that $16.99? Well, you're going to listen to this man right now. Who's going to win you some money as he does every week? Take it away, bro. I mean, it's pretty simple this week, bud. Uh, we got one game. I've talked all night. I like Tampa Bay. I'm going to take Tampa Bay plus three, getting three points. I do enjoy that. I'll take Tampa Bay plus three. Uh, over under is 56. I do expect this game to go over 56. So I'm taking Tampa. I'm taking the over. It's 2-0. It's easy. I mean, we're going to finish off. By the way, the last two years since this pod's been going, I've been pretty damn good. Um, you know, not to toot my own horn, but we've we've had lots of winners. We've been significantly over 500. So uh, so that's been fun. It has been 70-35-3 over two years. That is pretty damn good. That is keeping your head above water. That is winning you some money. And uh, sports books, get Ohio lawmakers to pass something so I can bet in this town and I don't have to have other people put money into other cities 
because I'm taking Daryl Williams at Super Bowl MVP at 50 to 1 odds, and I dropped $100 on it. So, Jesus Christ. I had a nice week in the stocks, and I took $100 out of it and figured, why not try it 50 to 1? should have bet it on me. Yeah. You were my second choice, but. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> The 10,000 to 1 odds, just I did not feel comfortable with that choice. However, this is our final actual football game show of the year, or of off the season. We're off next week. We'll be back in two weeks. We got rent, or we got Dolphins and Falcons, we'll talk. We'll start working towards a draft. We will bring uh, Daniel Kelly back on to talk about what this season, or what this time of the year is like for scouts and GMs as they build towards a draft. It's going to be a different kind of combine. We got a couple other guests coming up in the future here as we get closer to the draft that are releasing draft books and draft uh, all kinds of draft sites and stuff. They got a couple guys who are brand new. We're going to give them a shot as we do, like we said with Chris. Like, man, you guys want to work together? We'll work together. We don't care if you got five followers, 10,000 followers, whatever it is. Chris is approaching like. A gajillion followers. He is, and he's a great dude to follow because, like he said, he interacts. And, like, dude, you can't get a hold. Like, all these big national guys who are on Twitter, like, oh, yeah, reach out to me. You know, you can, I can help you right then. You try to tweet at him, you get nothing back. Chris and has gotten the wrong. And, and just for everybody that's that's listening, I did win my fantasy football league this year. Thank you. Yep, my team was good. I had Chris McCaffrey as well. Done not to boast about anything about my great coaching skills. <laughs> um, but there was many times that I would text Chris at twelve thirty and say, "Holy shit, what am I supposed to do here?" Because uh, because I went through a lot of issues. Uh, but but again, I'm hoisting the trophy, and uh, again, the people in my league uh, are gonna have to kiss my ass in the draft, and it's gonna be great. Nice, not like literally kiss that. my ass in the draft, but I'm gonna make hey. sure that you know. Every league is different. You know, some leagues are like, hey, you finished in last place. Now you got to kiss the winner's ass. That's why I had to, to, yes, there are some leagues where things are done. Uh, that's not my <laughs> league. But, but no, Chris is a rock star. We appreciate him. And uh, listen, man, we're going to turn the page into uh, rebuilding some rosters when we come mm -hmm. back. We absolutely will. And just so people know, we're not just talking up Chris because, you know, he joins the show. If he was a dick, we would probably not have him back on. We'd probably say he's a dick. We got no problem in doing that. That's true. But we've been very lucky with our guests. And a big thank you tonight to Boojer's fantasy team, ah, Matthew Green. That's right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dude that's fantasy team didn't even make the playoffs is the guy <laughs> right there. Uh, no, but no, thank you to Dean Blandino. Dean um, Blandino. Yes. I'm not um, going to lie. Dean Blandino may be my favorite guest we've had on the show. Super it was a lot of fun. Down earth and yeah, he had some great stories. So that was that was great. Yeah. Shout out to Dean. Uh, hopefully down the road, maybe we'll cross pass have him back on. Absolutely. Hopefully he goes, uh, if the XFL comes back with The Rock. Yeah, with the Rock. If, if the XFL smells what The Rock is cooking. And they can lay it the smack down on the NFL. Dean Blandino will be a part of that. But for now, we will see you in two weeks. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the last little bit of football we got for six months. Hopefully we get a preseason next year. Like Dean said, knock on wood. They bring the Hawkeye technology. We'll have a lot of fun. Until next time, remember, as always, if you live the life you love, you'll love the life you live. Night, kids.